No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Adam and Eve gave birth to two sons who were very different. One worshipped God on God's terms, the other worshipped God on his own terms. Today, Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 4, verse 8. Hope you'll join us for Simply the Bible. Each decision we make is like a stone thrown into a lake. We have no idea how far the ripples will travel. The choices we make today affect not only our own lives, but our future generations as well. We certainly see this legacy in the life of Cain. Cain was very angry because God did not respect his offering, but he did respect his brother Abel's offering. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 4, verse 8. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Anger gives way to hatred, and hatred gives way to murder. The first murder in the human family was most wicked, for Cain premeditated the act. He approached Abel to talk with him, giving the appearance of familiarity and friendship, while murder was in his heart against his own brother. As sin was passed down from one generation to the next, it grew in both darkness and destructiveness. Verse 9, Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? God knew where Abel was, but he wanted to give Cain the opportunity to confess his crime. Cain's response showed contempt not only for his brother, but also for God. When anger, bitterness, and hatred enter the heart, a person has no regard for others or for God. Their callous heart feels no responsibility toward their fellow man. Self sits on the throne of the heart, and there is room for no one else. Jesus said that the devil was a murderer and a liar from the beginning. We understand that Cain, rather than resisting the devil, had yielded to him and also became a murderer and a liar. Verse 10, And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. It is graphic imagery that as each drop of Abel's blood hit the ground, it cried out to the Lord for justice. No one gets away with murder because not only does God see acts hidden in darkness, he listens to the crying blood. At this early stage of human history, virtually no time lag existed between the offense and the judgment before God. Because God is long-suffering toward us and has postponed the day of judgment, people are deceived into thinking that they are getting away with sin. But the truth is no one gets away with anything. Hebrews 4.13 says, There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. 
Knowing this should cause us to keep short accounts with God by coming often before him in confession, lest our hearts become hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Verse 11, the Lord said, So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. Cain had been a man of the soil. Even though there were thorns and thistles to contend with, Cain enjoyed tilling the ground and bringing forth its fruit. But now because Cain had stained the ground with his brother's blood, it would yield only meager crops to him. Now he would be an unsettled wanderer. Rather than being a settler and farmer, Cain would be a nomadic gatherer. Verse 13, And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth, and it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. Many walk in the way of Cain today. Not only do they harbor hatred in their hearts against others, but they are far more concerned about the consequences they suffer than the character they keep. Cain never brought forth the fruits of repentance. He only complained about the punishment he would bear. He showed no remorse over his violent act that snatched away Abel's life along with his future generations. He took no responsibility for his own sin that separated him from God and others. Rather, he accuses God of driving him away and making him a fugitive and a vagabond. He was not concerned about how he had offended God, but only that someone might find and kill him. He had murdered, and now he would live in terror that someone would murder him. Verse 15, And the Lord said to him, Therefore, Whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. The amazing mercy of God. After the flood, God would establish the universal statute that whoever sheds man's blood should have his blood shed by man. In other words, capital punishment for intentional murder. But God showed Cain mercy. Perhaps because no law had yet been given specifying crimes and their punishments. God placed some kind of mark upon Cain, indicating that if anyone killed Cain, he would suffer the vengeance of the Lord seven times over. Verse 16. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. I can think of no sadder consequences of sin than to go out from the Lord's presence. I think of David's heart cry in Psalm 27. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. But Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and lived in the land of Nod, which means wandering. There is no evidence that Cain ever desired to re-enter the presence of the Lord. 
If Cain had humbled himself, then who knows what God would have done? He devises means so that his banished ones do not need to remain separated from him. But Cain chose to remain outside of God's presence as a spiritual wanderer. Cain and his wife gave birth to Enoch, whose name means dedicated. And Cain built a city and dedicated that city to his son rather than to the Lord. Now people often ask, where did Cain get his wife? The Bible teaches that all humanity descended from Adam and Eve, and modern genetics confirms a common mother. Therefore, Cain must have married one of his sisters. Living for 930 years and with no birth control, Adam and Eve had many sons and daughters. Since Cain was now up to 130 years old, undoubtedly there were lots of sisters to choose from. We may grimace at the thought of marrying a sister, but we must keep in mind that this was God's plan to initiate humanity. With DNA being in such a pristine state, it is likely that the adverse genetic effects normally associated with intermarriage wouldn't have happened. Verse 18, To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begot Mehujiel. Mehujiel begot Methusiel, and Methusiel begot Lamech. It is interesting that the name Mehushiel means smitten by God, and Methusiel means who is of God. As Cain was outside the presence of God, his descendants were godless. This was the way of Cain. It was his legacy. Verse 19, Then Lamech took for himself two wives. The name of the first was Ada, and the name of the second was Zillah. And Ada bore Jabel. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the harp and flute. And as for Zillah, she bore Tubal-Cain, an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal-Cain was Naamah. It is not surprising that polygamy originated with the descendant of Cain. For if they did not know the Lord, then why would they adhere to his marriage law? There were a few remarkable individuals in Cain's line. Jabel was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. They were nomadic, grazing their livestock wherever they could find good pasture. Jubal brought forth a family of musicians. Tubal-Cain was not only a skilled craftsman himself in bronze and iron, but he also instructed others. These men advanced in the ways of the world. In today's culture, they probably would be entrepreneurs or CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. But sadly, although not surprisingly, no spiritual leaders were found among Cain's descendants. Verse 23, Then Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, listen to my speech. For I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold. Leave it to the guy who has no regard for God's rules on marriage to treat his wives as though they are his property. He pronounces an edict to them. 
Ada and Zilla, hear my voice. Listen to my speech. I have killed a young man for wounding me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold. Rather than Cain's descendants renouncing and shunning the heinous crime of their forefather, they were emboldened to commit murder and claim the same pardon that God mercifully granted to Cain. It's a sad commentary on humanity that sin worsens from one generation to the next. I would be embarrassed for my grandparents to come back from beyond and see what is aired today on primetime television. Yet while wickedness abounds, the fear of God lessens, and people feel entitled to receive a greater pardon for committing worse sins. The line of Cain was well on its way to reaching the state of depravity that necessitated a worldwide flood. In two chapters, we read, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. As people are content to live apart from God and raise children who are godless, I fear that we are headed for the same destination of depravity. The only hope of reversing this process is for people to humble themselves, confess their sins, and seek the Lord's face in earnest. God, please make it so. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Join Pastor Daryl next week as he continues in the book of Genesis with the birth of another son whose lineage would lead to Jesus Christ.